So this week we begin on Daf Gimel Amidalad of Shir Hashirim and Divamascha Lareach Shmanecha. And we will do the Maimra Lareach Shmanecha and then the beginning of Shechera and Ivanava. So Lareach Shmanecha Toivim Shemen Turak Shmecha Akain Alemois Ehavucha. And so this Pasik means again that that the, the, the smell, the reach, shmanecha, of your good oil, which smells of the good oil, and the oil that pours, your name is like pouring oil that smells well. Okay, and therefore, that the maidens, the ones who are unmarried, love you. In the previous mimer, we learned that that the ones who are the basulais, the ones who are not married, they are the ones who don't naturally feel a love to Hashem. And therefore comes through Avoida. Avoida of, we said, the Oisius, etc., as we learned. This mimer is going to be the other way around. That Fakert, the Tzadikim, and those who are more Ruchni, they don't, they're not married. The ones who are married are specifically the ones down here by Olam Haza, the neshamas down here in this world doing Maisaha mitzvahs, doing the actual mitzvahs, as we'll see in a moment. So he begins that the neshamas that are not in the body in Elam Hazah, they're called Alemais. They're called the maidens. And he said, Atikri Alemais, Alemais. Meaning, at least as I understand it, that the neshamas that are in the Olamas are Alemais. He says, it says in the Pasuk, that the um, intimacy makes makes you. In other words, that these are the neshamas that are in this world. And he says, and he brings down from the from Medrash and also in Zohar. And I think in those places, one of them, I think it spe- mentions this vert, this word by Elayach Isayich, but it speaks about Maisa HaMitzvahs. And it speaks about the Bechina, the level of Edosin and Esuyin marriage that there is for a Neshama when doing a mitzvah uh, down here below in this world. So Dafka in this world is where we are considered by Elayich, we're married. We have a Yichud Pnimi, we have an inner connection. So he says, now the descent of a Neshama into this world is a great descent. And not only the time of the Beis HaMikdash, but even, bef- sorry, not only the time when there is no Beis HaMikdash, that it's a great descent, even but even before the time of Galos, it is still a great exile and a great descent for the Neshama to come down and become uh, physical and material within a body in Elam Hazem. Because the Neshama, as he says before, comes down into this world, is pleasured by the ray and the light of the Shekhinah. And as we say, it's better, it's, more, it's better to get judged, so to speak, to get punished, in Gehenim, and come to the world to come. In other words, that the time of the pleasure of Ganeidin Atachten, even, and for sure there's even a Ganeidin, a top of Ganeidin is a Ganeidin Elyon. As we know, that when a Shama wants to go from the one Ganeidin to another one, there's another Gehenim, which is called Nahar Dinur, um, which goes out and, and flows 
but it's a a, 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 a river that you have to be toivel in and cleanse oneself to go to a higher one. And we say, even on Gehenim, it says, Mutav de Ladaini, better to get judged and go through that suffering in order to reach the level of Gan Eden, even at Tachtim. As he says, in, I think, in the next Mimer, which means that the fact that, that you have to go through this punishment, that this punishment is worth it, means that this is beyond the Tainug, is such a great Tainug that all the Yisurim is worth it to get to it. So he said, if so, for what reason and why did Neshama come down to this world such a great descent? Only it is, let's say, it has to be for an ascent that would reach higher than where it came from. So what is this? It has to be an even higher ascent. So what he says, this is what it says in the Mishnah, that better, one moment of tshuva and good deeds in this world than the whole world to come. Why? He said, because the entire Olam Haba, whether it's Ganeidin, Atachdin, and you may Mashiach, which he's mentioning here, three levels. There's two Ganeidins, and there's Yemais Mashiach, I believe, or it's Olam Haba, Ganeidin, and Yemais Mashiach. So that's only Ziv HaShchina. He's saying this is only a ray of the Shechina. It's a little light of the Shechina. As he says, that we know that the world was created, sorry, the Olam Haba was created with one Yud, which Yud denotes and, and, and symbolizes the, the idea of a great symptom, that you take something, you make it into a tiny yod, one thought. And he says, if you would take, for example, one letter in comparison to a person's essence, as we see, that we see from our own body, we learn out and we could see godliness in the Erin Saf Baruch Hu. So, in the essence of the Ebeshter, it's only one thought, so to speak, that he has and encompasses all the worlds and all the generations from beginning to end. As it says, he could have made the whole world with one mimer. And as we say, which mimer? Bereshis nami mimerhu. That Bereshis, Bara Elikim, is also one of the ten utterances. And this resembles, this is, this is the idea of the Tzimtzum of the Yud, of one ha'ara, one light, one letter. Which encompasses within this one letter the whole Chayim Haba, and he says Chaye in a, a a plural term. In other words, there's many levels. And there's levels upon levels in these three, not only within these three, but he also explains that there's 50,000 Yoivlis, 50,000 uh, um, sets, we could say it, a Yoivl is a, a Jubilee, but it means a, a set of years. As he says, that every 6,000 years is only one Shemitah. There's one group. Now, you know, within a Yoivol, there's seven Shemitahs. And each one of them, he says, has within it a And again, every, every one of these, which is a 6,000 years, seven of them make up one Yoivol. And then there's 50,000 Yoivolists. So there's a tremendous amount of Oilam Haba. And the Ganeinel, Ganeinel, and all of this is the Yud Nivra Ha'elam Haba, with one Yud. It's all at symptom with one Machshava. And as we said, this is like one thought, one letter in comparison to a person's entire existence. The same way, it's by the Abishar, it's like one letter in comparison to the entire everything. The entire Abishar, so to speak. And if so, the whole Ha'elam Haba is only a ray, one ray from the light of the Abishar, 
of Mahusin Atmus, less Machshava, Tisabe, Klav Mutsav Atmusay, which we cannot grasp, so to speak, at all in the essence of the Abishta. So this is what the Yerida is, this is what the descent is for the sake of an ascent, that through Truva, through Truva, one could ascend to such a way that you could become part of the Abishta himself. And that's why it says, Yafesha Achas. One moment, one hour in this world is greater than the whole Elam Haba. Because in the whole Elam Haba, you only have a, a, a ray shine. And the one moment of tshuva, you, have, you, could, you could reach the Ebishter himself. And this is what he says, it's a bidiok. Yafeshachas. Because in the exile and descent into a physical body, through tshuva of the depth of one heart, with a susdalasata, they arouse yourself from below. When you think about your descent, that you came from such a high place, in other words, and that's what it says in the Mishnah, one should know from where he is coming from. Where are you coming from? The essence of our neshama comes from higher than Chachma. Chachma itself, ma'ayin tamatze, it comes from beyond what is revealed. Ma'ayin. In other words, therefore, Chachma is the beginning of all revelation. So you have to know where you're coming from, which is that you come, a yid, comes, yechidah, from beyond Chachma. And where are you going? You're going all the way down to enclose yourself within the physical world. And even a person who didn't sin, even so, he becomes miskashim, he becomes physical, he becomes, he becomes coarse, and so to speak, separate from the essence and the being of the Ebeshter in the most distant way. And therefore, a person has to make a calculation to know in his heart and in his soul what his situation is, and then to have Rachmanis, to Pashat have mercy, meaning to feel bad for his descent with a broken heart for this life of his neshama. And therefore, he'll also have mercy and he'll have feel bad, so to speak, for the entire involvement to the level of his banachayim, his zayna, to his children and his, and his life and his food, that will draw it on everything, and therefore, so we say, remember us for life, that the rachamim that we beg for the neshama, also comes down for everything that the neshama is related and connected to. And this is what he says in the Pasuk, that with great rachamim, I will gather you. Which means, that through the depth of the tshuva, from the depth of one's heart, when he speaks, when he thinks about, that for one moment, the Ebeshter, so to speak, abandoned, so to speak. In other words, that this entire abandonment that we're in a Golis and we feel separate from the Ebeshter, it's only a small moment. It's only one thought. It's only these 6,000 years. And all the 50,000 Yevlis. We said before, it's all one thought. So it's all a rega cotton. It's one small little thing in comparison. But if so, his Yerida to the world, this physical world, is a great, great descent. And through that, it's ma'odr tshuva from the depths of one heart, which is rachamim rabim, from the essence of the Abishter to draw down the 13 attributes of mercy that cannot be, uh, uh, be, be, be held in one vessel, only in the 13 middas. Tzamach Tzedek explains here that the Alter Rebbe is basically saying there's two levels of rachamim rabim. There's two levels of Yigim Esrachamim. There's the 13 attributes of mercy before we could even describe them in 13 levels of Yigim Esrachamim. And that's the Rachamim Rabim from the essence of the Ebeshter that cannot be held in even one vessel. 
And so first, because when it was, that's the essence of the Abishta that we reach through tshuva from the depth of one heart. And then when you get this, this is the Rachamim Rabbim where he says before, Rachamim G'doylem, the great Rachamim. And then we draw it down into the 13 attributes where then we have Hashem Hashem Ker Rachum, which this is, the first Hashem is from the Abishter himself, which is a drawing down from the essence of the Abishter to come to the next Hashem, which that is the 13 attributes, the 13 Midas of Rachamim, and then you could have, then you have the 13 Midas. Gimel. This is what he says, that the intimacy, the connection creates or makes you. So how could this be by the Abishter who doesn't have a form of a body when we're talking about spiritual neshamas who also don't have any form? How could you say this? Yet it says, which is the same meaning again. <clears throat> so he says, that it says this about this in the Gemara, in Isha Kereses Bris, Right, that the, that the woman does not make a covenant only with the one who made her into a vessel. And so what does that mean? In other words, that we could only become connected with the Abishter in this deep way if, the, if we become a vessel for the Abishter, if we become, so to speak, a Kli. So he says, how does a Kli happen? So we'll see. He said, because through the Yidid of the, into, into this physical world, in Gauls, our heart becomes physical and becomes a, a coarse and it becomes like a stone and even if one doesn't sin in an iser but even when it comes he didn't he did things that were permissible but he didn't holy himself and he didn't hold himself back to do it or he didn't do it right for the purpose of holiness and for the Abishter. he rather just did it for his own needs so the neshama and the person sorry becomes physical he becomes stuffed he becomes coarse and through this isaurus through this arousal of great mercy it arouses from above the 30 midas of rachamim and that could open up your heart in other words there's a power in those midas to open up the heart of one who is totally stuffed and closed like a basula as we see in people that a person who's very uh, 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 angry or, or miser or bad person whose heart is closed, when you bring out by him a certain Rachmanus, sometimes the heart gets opened. And that's what it says, that through tshuva from the depths of one heart, when he thinks to himself as, and this is the uh, the end of this, uh, the Pasuk, I believe, that when you think, okay, it says, I think is the end of that Pasuk, that when you think it to Hashem Tzvokas, that which means all the units of the Ebishter, it's all the Elam Haba, that you think it's only Shema, you recognize it's only a ray, and only the ray of Hashem is on heaven and earth of Ziva Shechina, but the source of the Neshama is so much higher, and it came down at such a great descent, through that you arouse the 13 attributes of mercy, and that, with this Rachim Rabbim, it opens up your heart that you could be a vessel and a place that Hashem will rest in. As we say, that not only do we turn to Hashem, but you're Hashem Panavei Lacha, that Hashem turns His face, and which is Kamayim upon Him, like water reflects, one face, in a, the face that you reflect in water gets reflected. So therefore, we turn our, our faces to Hashem in Tshuva, and this is the idea of this 10 days of Tshuva, which is that we return face to face, that we, that a whole year, even though we serve Hashem, it could become like a back. In other words, in the back, there's no inner uh, 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 um, 
organs of sight, of, of, or, or, or senses, of smell, of, of our face, we don't see. The back, it's all equal. It's all sometimes over the year, it becomes a situation, that we serve Hashem only with our back, meaning we just serve Hashem, because that's what we're doing. But it's not with a primius, it's not with a desire, it's not with a investment, it's not with a why. And he says, because the whole highest of a person, all of his ta- all of his abilities of sight, smell, we said this already, and speech, and etc., is all in the face. And on the back side, it's only, a, it's only an etzem, it's only the bone. So you're doing it a whole year because of your etzem, so therefore you're doing tired but there's no feeling, there's no excitement, so to speak. So what happens? That you turn your face to Hashem through what, as we know, through Racham and Rabbim. And the Abishter turns his face, that he turns his face and his primius and his desire to you. And so the same way, you have to turn your entire inner point of the heart and your entire desire and thought, speech and action only to the Abishter himself. As we say, I don't want anything in Shemayim, which is only a one shine and one light. And so before Aserah Simei the whole month of El, you arouse these 13 attributes of mercy, which through that, in Aserah Simei we have this return of looking face to face to become one in one with our entire soul, that we become totally infused in the essence of the Abish there with Rachem Imrabim Imrav Chesed and great kindness. So now in Dalit, he says that this is only in Ishamis that are in this physical world in Agalos and a great descent, and therefore they have what Avrahman is for. And therefore, they turn around with Trumvud Bumka Deliba. And as we say, in a place that about Truva stands, even the greatest Sadikim can't stand. But what about the Neshama Stering Gan Eden, which they the Sadikim Gemurim? They are the complete Sadikim. That they are only having the Hasaga, they're only enjoying and, 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 and understanding the ray of the Shechin and Elam Haba. So, how are they going to be ascend to become one within the Ebishter? Because they can't have a broken heart from the depth of their heart, Mamish. Because they don't have the not so they weren't so coarse in the first place, and in a w- sense you could say that the Alter Rebbe, and I think this is hinted to by the Tzemach I think that the Alter Rebbe is actually saying that even a tzaddik, maybe even in this world, has the same issue. That it's not the same as a as a pashat a yid or a yid going through a struggle who pashat has to have rachmanis and turn to the Abishter. So this person, how is he going to? And so here comes the Alter Rebbe and says. That it's actually, you're going to see in a moment, that this is to the good smell. That from the good smell, the ones who are not married will love you. In other words, meaning that through the Torah that they learned when they were in this physical world, when they were in a body, which we know the Torah came down in physical things, and this is, through that Torah they're able to reach and, and, and come to the essence of Hashem. And this is where it says, Shemin Turak Shmechaz. We said your name is like poured oil, which we know the entire Torah's names of the Abishter. And it says, as we pour from one vessel to another, that means that through that which Torah was poured to come down into physical things, and what it, the more it gets poured down like oil, the smell goes higher and higher, as we see with physical oil, that what was on the top, when it gets poured from one vessel, it becomes on the lowest, and it becomes a much stronger smell. 
It raises, it ascends, the, the smell ascends. The same way the Torah, that the beginning is in the end, and the end is in the beginning. That safe Misa, that the Torah, as it is at its lowest level, was Machshava And therefore, through the Torah that they learned, they have the ability to have an Aliyah to become in within the Ebershter himself. And therefore, he says, Okay, now Lamas, they, they made, they, they, he says, in a Shamas that are not in a Guf, in Elam Hazar. They love you too, which is a Ava Rabba of Rav Chesed. And as he says, and the, 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 uh, the, uh, that the level of do, Kital Oirais Talecha, that you're, it's like a, it's like a, a light of do, that anybody it says who, who, who uses the light of Torah, the light of Torah will give him life. And this is what he says here now. The word toivim, he says, is from the same term as light. As we find it says, that the Ebesha saw the light was good. So he says, so therefore, through tshuva from the depths of the heart, when the neshama is still in this physical world, you're able to ascend and to reach the, the, the great love of Hashem. And that's what it says, Yishikenim in a Piu, that we said before, that the 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 the, the that you that one, one wants to kiss the Abishta, which means to connect with the Abishta himself in the in the in the in the great love of Pimius of face to face. Okay, now the Alta Rebbe continues and says that we find that it says, that the words of the Sofrim of the Chachamim is greater, sweeter than the the wine of Torah. And we say, what is this? These are the 100 brachas that a person makes every single day. Which these brachas, Baruch Hashem Seifim, which that is that there should be a revelation and amshacha from one world to another world. That in other words, that the Ebeshah should be a Likenu. And not above at a higher level that doesn't reach us down here Lamata. In other words, only in Seichol and, and, and thinking. But no, that itself is a higher world, so to speak, a, 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 a hidden world. That we want that not only that the Eskalos, the revelation of Godliness, should be in those world of Torah as it is in Seichol, but actually down as it is, Elikeinu, our strength, our Koyach. That we have to have the Eskalos, the revelation in the essence of our heart. That we should have one desire to the Abishter himself. And this we find in every single year that he has a hidden love to Hashem, every single year according to his level, and he could reveal it in his davening. There are those who daven with a cry of the heart, and even though he sees that he is totally uh, a magushim, he's coarse, and he's involved in taivas, and in physical midis, but the truth is, you could think, oh, then I, what am I doing? Well, how am I davening? But the truth is that the truth is not this, that you are totally involved in taivas, etc. Because that's only a falsehood, from the world of, of falsehood. That's only the outside, as we'll see in a second. The inside is that you have an Ava Mesuteres, you have a hidden love that's always there. And this love is the real truth, this Ava Mesuteres. And that is why the hidden are called by the term of a nut, an egois, which it says, Elginas Egois Yeraditi, which he says, just like a, 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 a nut, a walnut, whatever nut, it has within it a moyach, it has within it a, a, a fruit that's within the nut, and there's a clipper, there's a shell that con- covers it on the outside. The same way in the Shamas. And the Tzimachsedek actually says that a, 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 a nut a, a could fall into the dirt. And it does, it, it's not ruined. i got to take off the shell and then the, the, the inner fruit still comes out. So this is like they are while they're still in Elam Haza. And this is the idea of this hidden Ava. And that how do you bring it out? 
to revelation is through the idea of Yoshes Choshech Sisrei, which is that through going through the level of darkness, and this is what we said before, and even though he didn't, he hinted to it, the Ebeshter saw Esa'ur Kitoiv, and what did he do with it? Lignois, he hid it. That means that the good of Torah, or the good that there is, how do you attain it? Through lignois, through hiding it, through the chayshach, through the, the, the being in, the, in, in Golos, as he said, or being in the world in a coarse way, where one thinks everything is dark, through that rachmanis that you have, you could come to a revelation of this, of the, as through that you bring down your lower love. And this is what it says, nichnesyayin yatsasoid, that through tshuva, you bring out the, the, the supernal secret, and this is what it says, Migil Razzelabanai, again, as he mentioned this Pasik before, that who revealed this, and this is the idea, this secret is the secret of Truva, that through Truva we're able to become one Mamish with the Abishta. As I said before, I think that when he's talking about Sadikim, part of it, not only is it their Taita that they learn, but actually Lakhiri is also saying that through the people who are doing Truva Ma'umkidaliba. Through the Torah that these tzaddikim taught, they are also elevated, and they get uh, also connected with the essence of the Abish there, um, as the uh, as the regular yidden who are struggling do. So, one second, actually. Okay, so we're now going to do the mimer. Of Shreira Nivanava, which is Dalad Ahmed Bey's in Shirashirim. And we'll do the first two uh, chapters of this Mimer. So the, the Pasik begins Shreira Nivanava, that I am black but beautiful, daughters of Yerushalayim. And the uh, Pasik continues, Ka'ali Kedar, like the tents of Kedar, etc. And then the next Pasik says, the next verse, Al Tiruni Shani Shekhar Khurais, don't see me that I'm tanned and dark skinned. Sheshazofasani Hashemesh, because I've been tanned by the sun, etc. And so the Alt Rebbe begins the Mimer saying that we'll understand this according to what the Chachamim, what our rabbis have said, that the Torah was given in white, sorry, in, uh, in a black flame on top of white flame. As explained in Shira Shirim, Rabbah, he says, on the verse Reshe Kesem Paz, and also in Zer Chelik Gimel, Nasai Kuflamad Beis Aleph, which uh, there it speaks about the idea that Torah was given a black flame, black fire on white fire. Simple uh, term. Uh, look at a Torah scroll, for example. Um, you will see that the black ink is written on white parchment. So it's black on white. So the same way, it's a black flame on a white flame. We'll see soon why he uses the term flame. He says, now just like it is in the entire Torah that it was given this way, a black flame on a white flame, in other words, that the backdrop is white and the letters are black, so too what the rabbis have taught us, that with one letter, with the Yud, the entire world to come was created, is also the same idea that it's black flame on top of a white flame. So he says, to understand this, we have to understand the idea that first, that Olam Haba, the world to come, which is the supernal Gan Eden, is a place where the souls have a pleasure from their grasping and, 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 and understanding of godliness, which is an unbelievable 
uh, a pleasure without limit and without any type of measurement, without any type of limitations, etc. And that's why it says about Elisha, who's also known as Acher, who was a teacher of Remeir, who had at one point uh, uh, gone off the ways of Torah, that later on Remeir davened for him and he was able to go into Gehenim to get punished and reach the world to come. And it says there, Mutav Dilidaini, that it's better that he gets judged and he comes to the world to come. And so that means that it's worth it, which generally a person has Yisurim, he has pain in Gehenim, in purgatory, for 11 months, but for a wicked person, it's 12 months. So it's worth those 12 months to be able to get afterwards the pleasure and the, 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 the spirit of, 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 of good that there is in the world to come. He said, because this pleasure that there is has no, again, has no measurement and there's no way to, uh, 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 to, to contain it or to, or to compare it to anything. Because if you were able to compare it and there was some realm of, 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 of comparison, in other words, between the pain of Gehenim, you'd have to make a calculation and say how much of it is worth, in other words, how much pain is worth the amount of pleasure that you're going to get. And you have to balance it out. But in truth, because it's without any type of limitation, therefore, it's not even a, a, you can't even calculate it. And therefore, it's better to be judged for whatever time it takes in Gehenna, in purgatory, in order to get the pleasure of the world to come. So if that's the case, we have to understand what is this Yud, this one letter Yud, we say the entire world to come comes from. So what is this Yud from which comes this great pleasure of the world to come? He says, to understand this, we first will understand this as we see the verse, the known statement, If my own flesh, I could understand and see godliness. And so in other words, we'll give an example from our own body, our own uh, a person, and through that we'll understand how it is in the godly realms. So it's sort of an example that we see by a person. And we see clearly that in a physical person, the letters of speech, in other words, the letters through which he makes words and, uh, and communicates, it's through the letters of thought and speech. But when you, the ideas are still totally in your mind without any thought, um, there's no letters at all. In other words, let's put a thought that we could give for example. An example is, right now, you're probably seeing the picture that's behind me. So in your realm of thought, there's no letters to it. It's only when you start thinking about it that you start looking at the different aspects and start thinking of each one individually. But as you just have the entire picture in your mind, you don't need letters for it. So it's only when you think or when you speak. Uh, in other words, when you start thinking into what you're saying, we're already going further. When you think or you, or, you, or, you, or you start contemplating, then you give birth to letters with which you contemplate and think the, the idea. And they get revealed from their uh, uh, um, hidden state in your mind, in your thoughts. And they come even more revealed when you speak it to somebody else. And these are garments for your intellect. In other words, your intellect encloses itself like garments in the letters of thought and speech. But they're not the essence and the very being of your soul. Because in the essence or, or of your intellect, because in the essence of your intellect, we said, you don't feel there or recognize there are any type of communicative letters um, at that point, or any breakdown of letters. So he says, yet, these revelation of letters, even though they're not felt uh, when you, until you say it out in your words, you, and, and in the five, as it says, five different ways of the mouth, 
In other words, the letters, they make sounds based on the five uh, areas of the mouth that block the air and make sound, whether it's your lips, your teeth, your, your throat, etc. But even though that's where the sounds and these letters come from, yet that's not where they start. And that's not where their creation from nothing is. And the same thing also, the letters of thought, that they're not created from intellect, that you understand that shines in your thoughts. Only the letters, really the creation of the letters, that which they're able to become letters of thought and speech, are really established already in the very essence of your soul. As we know, a soul is filled with letters. That's really its makeup. It's almost uh, the, the, uh, the particles of your soul are letters. And these are powers that allow the soul to be drawn down, that when it comes down lower into whether it is intellect, thought, speech, that the soul, these ideas get painted and framed with these breakdowns of letters and words. Because as he says, in thought, the breakdown of letters happens just as it happens when you speak. And he says this is an example of what it says in the Gemara, that there are two spirits, in other words, two souls, two spirits that are talking, we're talking one to the other. Which, what does it mean? That their way of speech and communication is through some type of more refined letter, a more spiritual letter, which is more like our letters of thought. And their thoughts are even more refined. So he's almost saying that even in thought, there are, so to speak, letters that could be communicated if you could only recognize and hear it. He said, but it's, it, but it's concealed. You don't see it. And what he's saying here is that the way these letters are in the soul, he's not saying that it's the essence of the soul, that the soul is letters. What he's saying is, is that letters are something that come directly from the soul. The soul is a direct source for the letters that are revealed from it. On the other hand, he says the speech, it does reveal to another to uh, what he wants to say, and the source of these letters is much higher than the intellect. In other words, it's coming from the soul itself, the letters. Um, and he says, not that he's saying is that the letters are the, I said this a second ago, but not that the letters are the essence of the soul and its very being. Because, as he says, the being of the soul is intellect and emotion. And even this, he says, no, in the brackets, it's a source for intellect and emotions. Um, and, and again, this is what he's saying here is, is, is that when you want to really appreciate your soul, let's say, you say you're, you're loving somebody, that's a feeling of the soul. The speaking words that you're saying, you're not going to say that's a soul thing. Yet, both of them are sourced in the soul. Your soul expresses itself through letters and expresses itself through its love and fear. So they're both coming from there, yet when we talk about intellect and feelings, it's something that you would attribute more to the soul than letters. Yet, the letters themselves are coming also from the soul. So it's not the soul itself, but it is coming. It is a direct uh, uh, outcome. It's a direct uh, um, uh, effect of the soul. He says, but, the, but rather the soul itself, is made up from many powers, which are these letters, that it could come down into thought in a way that it spreads its light, so to speak. It's, it, 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 it's in other words, it's almost like a luminary and a light. The light spreads, it spreads through these letters, which originate from there, even though you don't see it there within the soul.
And this is what he says is that the Torah, and this is the, the, the Kitzer, the, the, the abridged uh, uh, version here, um, is that the Torah was given on black fire, on white fire, and the same way the Yud with which the world to come was created is also a black fire on a white fire. And so he explains first what is the idea of letters, of thought and speech, that they are only garments to the soul and to the, intele to the intellect. Yet, he says the source of the letters are in the soul itself. So he says now, in a, in, 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 as this entire example was, is also above in the light of the orange self. Because the revelation and that which an ashama gra grasps in godliness and its pleasure in God, even though it's an unbelievable pleasure, yet it's only letters, meaning it's only a revelation from God. It's not God himself. And you could see here, he says, as we see, and he brings it from the Mimer, that Malchus Tatsilis, the level, the tenth sphere of Malchus of the world of Atzilus, which is generally considered the, the, the letters of speech, they become a crown, an attic, to the lower world, the world under it, which is Bria, which that is the source and the place of the higher Gan Eden. So you see this idea as well. The, letter, the idea of letters is what brings about the pleasure of the soul's understanding godliness and grasping godliness. And so this is what he says, Ganadin, the alien, the higher supernal Ganadin, which we just said is in the world of Bria, is the letters of thought. And Ganadin Atachta in the lower Ganadin is more considered as similar to the world of letters of speech. And this is what it says in the verse that I've created, etc. And the verse says, that I created, I formed, I even made. So Barasiv, the world of formation, that goes in the level of thought, which is Ganadin Elyon, the higher Ganadin, which is in the world of Bria. Then we have Yitzartiv, the world of formation, I form, that's the idea, the, the level of speech, which is the lower Ganadin, which is in the world of Yitzira and formation. And then Afasisiv, I've also made, that reflects, that corresponds to the world of action, this physical world. Now in the brackets he says that in, that in the Mimer Mimana, he says the word af, and, and, or even, I even created, is a, it, 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 uh, it, it gives a lesson to add something here. It's being marba something. And what is that? A fourth level, which is higher than thought and speech and action, which that is, unlike that the, the other three are garments, for the, uh, for the light of the Ain Saf, but rather this is the, desire, the supernal desire itself, which is the Orient Saf itself, in its uh, glory and its essence, which this gets drawn down through the fulfillment of mitzvahs in this physical world. And so the same way he says, we'll say when he says the Ganadin Elyon, the higher Ganadin, that the revelation is from the levels of thought, and the lower Ganadin is from the letters of speech, that this, that, that that's the way they're just created on its own. But through fulfilling mitzvahs down here in this world, we bring new and additional light within Gan Eden. And what is that additional light that we bring is that we reveal that it includes within those things now the supernal desire and the uh, supernal wisdom in the thought and speech, as it says, that very much is deep your thoughts, meaning there's a depth in this thought. And so in simple words, this means that the world of Atzillus itself is going to be the level of Chachmasa, at least as he's, as he's explaining here, is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the source for the, for the, for the, for the speech and the thought.
But then there's a desire that why does God want this? What is the inner meaning, the inner reason behind it? And this is when we have a thought, sometimes a thought or a speech can be very mundane. There's no meaning in it. You don't understand the meaning. You don't appreciate the meaning. To appreciate the meaning of the divine is that is a desire of the divine. The desire of the divine is when you put on tefillin, you do a mitzvah down here physically in this world, you've then done the exact desire as God wanted it. And that brings about that that desire and that meaning and that purpose and that essence of why the creation and why the mitzvah and why you and everything else gets revealed now in thought and in speech in the, the higher and lower Ganadins. This is similar to what we said in today's shir in the previous mimer of the Reish Manacha about how those who are in the Garden of Eden get a uh, a uh, a pleasure um, from God Himself when they don't actually have the ability to do Torah mitzvahs down here. And he says here, uh, this is also what other Mauritian, the first man was put into Gan Eden to work it and to guard it, means to add something here, and that's done through Torah mitzvahs. She says, this also is what it says that with the Yud, the world to come was created, but this physical world was created with the hay. And as we know, there's a level of hay that is higher than the level of the Yud. The Yud is from the uh, Chachma, the wisdom of God. And it says in Lech Lechar, by the way, the hay Davram. And this hay comes from Atik. It comes from a higher level reflecting the pleasure and desire of God, which revealed specifically down here in this world when we do mitzvahs. And therefore, through truva and good deeds in this world, we're able to add even additional light in Gan Eden. And he says, now he'll go back to explaining about the letters of thought and speech. She says, these letters of thought and speech, or the worlds of Bria and Yitzira, they are only garments to the light of the Arin Saf. As it says in the Tikkunei Zohar, garments you have prepared, you have made for it, that from there the souls fly down to man. So, but the light of Arin Saf itself, in its essence, in its glory, there can't be any type of revelation because there's no thought that could grasp God at all. And as we say that you're wise, but not a, no, a known wisdom, not one that we could comprehend. Or as it says, you're the knower, you're the knowledge, and you're the known. And as the Rambam continues, and an ear cannot hear this, and a heart cannot comprehend this. This is something beyond comprehension, which means that this is something of God himself it's black, it's dark to us. And that's what it says, that it says about this, Yashas Chayshach Sisrei, that, God's, uh, that God um, conceals himself, so to speak, in the darkness. That, in other words, what does it mean, darkness? Something that we don't have a grasp in, something we don't understand, we don't have no understanding in. And so that is the way the, that, that what, do, what it is revealed to us is a letter. A letter is a revelation. The Yud is all that it needs to give the entire revelation of all the spiritual worlds and the hay, the lower worlds. And they come through garments of speech and, 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 and uh, thought. Just like in us, the revelation of our mind, the revelation of everything we have is through speech and thought that we have. But God himself is dark. It's something that is dark to us. And that is beyond what we comprehend. Now the Altar Rebbe says, that all this is the way things are in the view from below to above. And in this way, we say that what's above our uh, the ability of creations to comprehend is called dark. In other words, that which we don't know, like we say, he forms light and creates darkness. Now, creation is higher than forming. In other words, the darkness is in Bria, the world of creation. 
which is higher than the revelation that there is in Yetzirah, which is a world of formation. In other words, as we said before, the world of Bria is thought, the world of Yetzirah is speech, and so the level of, the higher level is is darkness. Why? Because it's less comprehended by us. And as he says here in the Haggah, that like in comparison to the student, and from the student's perspective, the speech of the teacher is called light, it's called revelation, that's what he understands. But the thought of the teacher is dark to him, because he doesn't understand it, he doesn't know it. But when you go from the, come to, from the perspective of the teacher, then the speech is like nothing in comparison to his thought and his knowledge and what he's really going through and thinking. And what he thinks in one moment, the teacher, he could speak many, many speech and he could speak for a long time about it. And therefore, the speech by him is called light. And the speech, sorry, the thought by him is called light. And the speech is called dark. In comparison to his thought. Because it's so much less, it's so much more mundane. So he says even more than that. That we know that in the world of Bria, in the higher world of creation, in other words, the world of Bria, there it shines the level of Chabad Datzilis, which is the levels of intellect, mainly Bina, as we know, Bina Mekanana Bekursaya, and that's called the hidden worlds. And the hidden worlds are in comparison to the revealed worlds of Atzilis, which are the emotions. And the emotions, they are, they're mekanana, they get revealed, zaz mekanana b'yitzira, in the world of, 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 of formation. And as we know, at, on the levels of Chachm and Bina of Atzilus, it says the hidden things, hanistare slashem alikeinu, the hidden things are for Hashem our God. And therefore, and therefore, also the angels, which are called the Srafim, which are in the world of Bria, they're called oimdim mima'al loy. They stand above him. But the word loy could also be lamid vav, meaning that they stand higher than the vav. They stand higher levav, higher than the vav. What are the vav? The vav are the six sides, which are the six midas, which are from Atsilas, which they are the ones that reside and nest within the world of Yetzirah. And therefore, those uh, um, uh, the angels that are in Bria, they don't have... A, uh, as much of an excitement and as much of a of a of a of a uh, 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 outpour of, of of losing themselves, like the Chayas and the Ifanim, which are a lower level of angels that they're trying to reach with a whole uh, rash, with a whole commotion. Why? Because they're in the world of revelation, and therefore they're trying to get to the higher world. On the other hand, the angels of the higher world, they're quietly, so to speak. Um, rejoicing in this in this higher realm that they're in which is back to the same point that he's saying that in comparison to the higher world when we're coming from the perspective of the teacher the higher world is more comfortable the lower world is lost is confused they're screaming that where what when how do they get it's also it's also it says that when you say yoitzer or when you say the bracha uh, of uh, that you form light and you create darkness, which we say in the first blessing of the Shema in the morning, you're supposed to touch. When you say, Yer he forms light, touch your tefillin shalyad. And then when you say, you know, your hand tefillin, and then when you say, you create darkness, you're supposed to touch your head tefillin. And so we know that the tefillin shalyad, the hand tefillin, 
are considered like a, uh, we spoke about this before, like a, a stamp that is inverted, which means it's a place, it's a vessel within which the lights could reside. On the other hand, the tefillin sharosh, the head tefillin, they are called a protruding stamp, meaning that the light cannot reside within it. Why? Because it's higher than being able to be a vessel to receive light. Um, and therefore, that's why you touch it with Bari Choshech, it's dark. It's not revealed. Why? Because this is not a revealed level to us right now until Mashiach will come. Which from all this is understood that what is revealed to us is called a light. And what's higher than revelation is called darkness. And the same way, everything that's higher in level is called more dark to us because we understand it less. But when you come from the other perspective, which is from above to below, it's the other way around. That whatever comes to a greater revelation of that can be comprehended more is more dark in comparison to the light of the Ain Saf in its of itself. As it says in the Zohar, that the uh, that the uh, Keser Elyon, the supreme crown level of Keser, even though that it's a pure light and it's a a a, 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 a sparkling light, it is dark in comparison to the cause of all causes, and and all are dark before God Himself, and everything before God is like nothing, and that's also what it's explained. He says in the in the brackets here that we say Kikel Deus that God has. It says. Many understandings, right? Many knowledge. Kel deis. Deis is a plural term for knowledge. He's a god of knowledges, which means there's two knowledges. There's one that comes from the bottom, from below to above, which when we see it from that perspective, what is lower is called being, and what is above is called nothing. But the other perspective is that what's above is called the true being. God is the true being, and everything below is the opposite, that it's nothing. And therefore, the Orient Saf, by in its, its, its own in its own essence and its own glory, which is higher than all type of uh, comprehension, that to God is called true light. That's called the light, which is therefore called the white fire. And what is lower than it? Even the level of Kesar is called dark. <clears throat> and this is similar to the idea which we say a candle in the daytime. What is it worth? And as Rashi says there in the Gemara, that the candle is called dark. It makes dark in comparison to the light of the day. Even though in a comparison to night, the candle is called light. But in comparison to day, it's called dark. Why? Because the, the day itself is the greatest revelation. It's called light. So it's a little bit less revealed. <clears throat> a lower level is called dark. And the same way we say all the prophecies, all the prophets will be nullified when Mashiach will come. And we explain, because the uh, light of the prophecy of the prophets is going to be like nothing in comparison to what the revelation will be, like a candle in the day when Mashiach will come. So for sure, in comparison to the light of Orin Saf, the endless light of God, that in order for it to be drawn down, any little light, any little ray, to be a source of ten spheres, there has to be an unbelievable contraction. And as we know, the symptom is one that it has an empty space made. And only through that there comes a little ray, a little kavichut, a little uh, thread of light that comes through. And so that is considered dark. It's a small little thing in comparison to the true light of God. And therefore, we have this idea that it's black fire on white fire. The black is this little letter, this little kavichut, this little thread of light that is bringing all the light to all the worlds. So now this idea that it's called fire, 
In other words, there's white fire, there's black fire, but still it's called fire. Why? He says, because look in Atam Nitzavim, um, on, in the Gemaimer there, on where it says, that God is like a consuming fire. What's the idea of being a consuming fire? A fire specifically? Because water, water, the what is above, comes down below. When I want to talk about something that is contracted, and even in its contracted state, its entire being is still trying to go back to its source and not revealing itself, we call it fire. And that's what we're saying is that the whole light of God is trying to ascend back to God, and it's actually not what was above comes down exactly below. It's only a little ray that's really trying to go back to above, and we have little, very little comprehension in it, therefore, because it's concealing from us, we call that fire. Then he says another thing. There's another general idea that there's four elements, which are fire, wind, um, water, and earth which are connected to the four worlds of Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya. And so he says as follows. Fire is the level of Atzilus. It's the, higher, the highest of all four, just like the nature of fire is to um, ascend and to leave the, flick, the fl- leave the flame and flicker out and just go back to its source. The same way Atzilus is beyond all the other three worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, because those are already created worlds. On the other hand, Atzilus is godly. And God, he wants to return back to its, to God, to its, to its perfect state. And so in Atzilus itself, there's also four worlds. Because the Kesar, the crown, or the Chachma Ilah of Atzilus is called the Atzilus of Atzilus. Bina, understanding, is called the Bria, the world of Bria, of creation of Atzilus. And Zamalchus, the two lower levels, are called the Yitzira and Asiya of Atzilus. And in general, there's even more than this, there's also called the Natsilas, Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya, which are the general ones. And in this, it divides the worlds in a different way, that all the worlds from Atsilas and lower are called Asiya, and then you have Atik, Arich, and you have the two worlds of Kesar, which are higher, and then you have Malchus, you have the Ur, Ein, Saf itself, which is called Atsilas. But no matter what, Atsilas then, the highest level is called fire. Yet, even this highest level is considered to be called black fire, in comparison to the emanator of the Ein Saf, which is called the white fire. And said also in general, Zah, in comparison to Atik, is called black fire in comparison to white fire. So that's generally this idea of black fire on white fire, is this idea that it's fire, even the highest level, the very essence of all revelation, the first level of Atzillus is only the level of fire, and it's called black fire. It's only a black darkness in comparison to the actual light of God. But he says, because the worlds are not able to accept and nobody, no mind can grasp God himself, or Besar said, cannot grasp even this new level of light that's being created through this, through from God. Therefore, it says that Vayarli Kim in preparation says God saw the light that it was good, and we say it was good to be hidden. That means that the light, we know the word toiv also means light. That how was it hidden? It was hidden in the revel in the realms of darkness. As we say, God's God is is his 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 his, his place is in darkness. 
And this was which is a God contracts and he conceals the light in many different contractions and veils that separate and conceal the light that it should be able to be revealed down here in a way that we could have the heavenly, the higher Ganeden, which is the pleasure of Neshamis and that they could have an understanding of God and creation and, and the world of creation, the world of emanation, etc. That all this is is through the contractions of the black letters we're able to have, so to speak, a revelation down here on earth. And that's where it says it with God's good. I skipped this little bracket here. He, he it's his goodness. He recreates the world every every day, the all acts of creation. Meaning, meaning that with his good, that what he that which he saw that it was that's what he saw that it was good to conceal the light. From that, we're able to have a renewal of creation that we can become something from nothing at every moment and have this revelation of these pleasure and understanding in godliness. It comes specifically because through this concealment. In the Kitzer, in the, in the short abbreviated version, he says, in, in the, of this ice, he says, in the same way above, the revelation of the Ur and Ganeden is only from the level of letters with a Yud, the, the world to come was made, which are only garments. But the essence of God, no mind can grasp. On this it says that it has to come through that his place is in the darkness. And that is the way we look at it from below, um, which we can't grasp, we call darkness. But from above, it's the other way around. And this is what it says that God found it was good to hide it in the darkness, that the light is revealed specifically through the darkness, that how do we have revelation in Ganadin, or even down here in this world, it, it's through this kindness that he renews through this darkness that we have some type of revelation here on earth. And the mimer will continue and for in next week.